0: Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin.
1: Matt, I'm really excited that we will not be spending Christmas with the cranks this year. No, uh,
0: but happy holidays. This is our first uh, holiday review. Uh, we always have a couple. Yeah. I feel this is like, my second. But,
1: this is my second, um, quote unquote, Christmas movie that I've seen, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies Or The World is Not Enough (laughs) is is the first one, which has Denise Richards as Lee Christmas great love it
0: uh but yeah today we are uh reviewing uh clea duvall's uh happiest season uh starring Kristen stewart Mackenzie davis mary steenburgen victor <laughs> Yeah, i said steenburger before the show um allison Bree, aubrey plaza dan levy uh mary holland uh, uh a bunch more people and it is uh streaming uh right now uh in on hulu in the united states and it's available to uh purchase actually for ten dollars uh on digital uh at least on apple when i looked i don't know where it is everywhere else but um it's being released by e1 here in in canada and for ten dollars uh to buy mind you not even just a rent um i think is a is a great deal um but eric tis the season what is Happiest Season?
1: Yeah, so Happiest Season is a uh, holiday uh, comedy dramedy kind of mix um, with Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis playing a couple, uh, Abby and Harper, who have been dating for about a year. They moved in six months ago um, and it is the holiday season when we are introduced to the characters after a nice kind of uh, animated uh, opening credit sequence that kind of gives you uh, the backstory through visual of sort of them, you know, they're meat cute and things like that. Um, we discover um, during a uh, tourist walk of the town that Harper has still not introduced Abby to her parents and that uh, Abby has lost her parents um, when she was uh, younger. Harper is a uh, reporter for the Pittsburgh uh, Gazette and Abby is a uh, art student. And so basically it's them trying to figure out what they're doing for the holidays. And Harper proposes that, um, you know, they go to her parents' place. Uh, the only thing is Harper has not told her parents that she's gay and that she's dating Abby. So this complicates the situation even more so when uh Abby uh, accepts the invite and Abby also wants to propose to uh Harper on Christmas Day and get the permission or the blessing of uh the patriarch uh, played by Victor Garber and Com- not Fiore Not Comfior, as, as Matt was saying, <laughs> that Fiore and Victor Garber, both Canadian actors, both very good Canadian actors, uh, can sometimes be I like confused. like If you can't get Victor Garber, you get Fiore And if you can't get Comfior, yeah. you get Victor Garber. Um, but the relationship kind of has this uh, strain as they spend the next five days – in the suburbs with the family. Uh, We learn that Victor Garber's character is um trying to run for mayor. He used to be a councilman um and basically Harper does not want to reveal um her sexuality to her family at this point because she's afraid that it'll ruin uh his chances at becoming uh the mayor of this of this town. So Basically, what you have whittled down to is this really lovely relationship drama, but at the same time, there are real stakes to it. I think the only aspect of this movie I wasn't really in for was some of the slapstick humor and sight gags that kind of maybe tonally work against the film. Like even the first kind of joke that we get where we see uh an SM reindeer uh situation yeah. doesn't play visually and i think it could have i just think that maybe some of the comedic timing and pacing of the movie doesn't really always work and sort of the awkward conversations that you have when you you know meet someone else's family or spend time with uh people that you're not as familiar works better than some of like the more traditional kind of broad comedic jokes
0: yeah i'm I'm hundred percent with you. Um, I thought the movie was lovely. Like I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Um, uh, way more heartfelt than I was even expecting it to be. Um, I, I got emotional, uh, multiple times during the movie. I thought Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis had, uh, fantastic chemistry. I just kind of liked, you know, you, like you said, it, it at the heart of the movie, it is a relationship drama kind of masked by being a zany, uh, you know, Christmas, Comedy, um, and while the movie is very funny, like I laughed throughout the entire thing. I, I, I actually even really liked dan levy's character um as, or you know, as he goes the, by the, in the, the movie uh
1: daniel because his his yeah his credit his acting credit <laughs> yeah is daniel
0: levy yeah um but he uh plays abby's friend john and i thought he was very funny and um there's there's multiple jokes throughout the movie that um i really really dug but then they just took it a step too far where they didn't trust the, did you notice this eric like i there's some stuff that was funny if they would have just left it where it was so there's like the ipad joke with um Mary steenberger's character and like um uh she plays uh, Harper's mother Tipper <laughs> um and uh she, throughout the movie like i don't want to give away the gag but like um she does the social media for you know victor garber's characters uh campaign and she's you know it's that obvious joke of the mom with the ipad but i feel like that is funny enough but they always have to take it a step too far or it's like dan levy's character taking care of the the animals back at, at like while people are away for christmas vacation the fish like i feel like the fish specifically. Takes it one step too far, right? Like, where if they would have let the joke just kind of sit there and trust your audience to get the sight gag by just seeing it or understanding it without them kind of spoon feeding you the punchline, um, I think the movie would have been better for it. Where I feel like uh, it seemed like studio notes of being like, well, people won't understand that joke unless you really like tell them what the joke is. Right. And I think that's what I got frustrated with throughout the movie where I thought it was really funny. And I also felt like some of that humor undercut some of the dramatic moments. And I feel like I'm sounding very negative right now because I really did. I think like those are all just kind of small criticisms for me because even though that stuff kind of annoyed me, I really do feel like this felt genuine and heartfelt. And uh, to me felt like a Christmas movie I might go back to um, and show people like um, maybe not every year. Um, but because it is, it has that last Christmas thing too, Eric. Where I'm like, I don't think it needed to take place at Christmas. Right? Last Christmas didn't need to be at Christmas. It made no sense. To and be at also, Christmas, nobody really. is dead or um, a ghost in this. It, sure, <laughs> spoilers, um, but who cares? Um in, in Last Christmas, I was like, that movie did not need to take place on Christmas. Like, it had nothing to do with Christmas. This movie, I understand, it's the getting together with family. It could have been any holiday where you're like, but I liked that. You know. Um, Uh, heart, uh, is no Harper's family was super into Christmas, and then, like, after thinking about it, I'm like, okay, I understand why you needed that perfect storm of the family all being together and all this, you know, antics. But, um, we haven't even talked about some of the supporting cast, too. I thought Aubrey Plaza again crushes it in this movie. I think she's having a great, you know, last couple years with things like, um, uh uh. Black Bear, Yes, exactly. And she's just been crushing it. Uh Alison Breeze got that young mom thing uh going down in, a, in the last couple of movies she's well, been she's in. had it, twins it, uh, like, in
1: both uh promising yeah. young woman and in happiest season um yeah. I, I quickly want to mention I just go back to uh yeah you know, some of the 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 sight gags and and humor kind of undercutting and undercutting uh, yeah, the dramatic, uh, the, the dramatic moments. moments I think the worst offender in this film and I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this a little bit it's not really a, a spoiler to the movie it won't ruin your experience but there's a scene where Kristen Stewart is trying to get to um, Harper's room, uh, Mackenzie Davis's character's room, uh, when everybody is you know in for the night and and it's and it's late and she's kind of you know having to go from the basement where she is sort of um, put and then you know going upstairs and sort of you know sneaking around and she ends up having to hide in the closet because you know the mother's coming downstairs and she doesn't want to um, you know be seen and there is the you know strategic. You know, hiding in the closet joke that I think is the one thing that really. Doesn't work, and it's co-written by uh, Cleo Deval and uh, uh, Mary Holland, who plays the youngest uh, sister Jane in the film, who I also Who's really, really like as well. And yeah. like, you feel so bad for that character, uh, and especially because you know she's the third child and the one that's kind of been neglected by her parents the most. And like, you know, she's trying so hard to get that admiration and love from the parents. But and very, they all very are. funny, though. And, and they all are. Yeah, it, it that stuff doesn't necessarily go completely over the deep end into comedic stuff that's more based on like her personality the character's personality but yeah i think i think aubrey plaza is one of the most her character of riley is one of the most complicated and interesting people in the film especially when you you know learn early on that you know she is an ex of of harper and sort of where that storyline goes i think is interesting but i will say this as well I really started to resent Harper the more you got to kind of learn about her and her story of you know who she was. And I think like the way she treats Abby throughout this, Abby is a saint. Like I would have I would not have put up with this bullshit for as long as as she did. And that that goes to show you what love is. But but at the same time, it's like Harper just like and again, this happens when, you know, you see two sides of a person the, the person that, you know, they want to project and the person that they actually are in a combination of the two. And that's kind of what the movie is talking about. But there's something where, like, just Harper became more and more sort of off-putting. And I was almost rooting for Riley and Abby to get together at one point. But
0: I think that's obviously intentional. Yeah, and I yeah. Feel like – I, I don't know. I agree with you. I'm a hundred percent with you, but I think there is a very lovely moment with Dan, Dan Levy's character and, and I don't want to give it away or anything, but um, that I, I, I feel like perfectly lays that out. And I just, uh, I even made me go, okay, like I, I get what they're going for here. And I think that you are supposed to kind of totally be on abby's side until a certain moment and that is that moment and i feel like even the way that all plays out like it's very obvious in its metaphors and its meanings and things like that and um but i think it's still very important to have like you know a movie about a gay relationship a, a mainstream movie about a gay relationship um that we don't necessarily we we see lots of movies about gay relationships Well, especially during like the that, holiday like, season
1: too right because when we think about yeah. the holidays especially around you know christmas hanukkah uh, you know kwanzaa things like that i mean they're 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 family oriented but they're also very religious and yeah. you know you don't see you know an lgbtq representation as i mean you're you're starting to see that a little bit more now
0: or they're usually regulated to like side characters for comedic purposes like the dan levy character is like the only gay character you would get in a movie like this so like when you have the two leads being prominent gay leads like and, and about their relationship like i feel like maybe you need to be a little obvious in what you're saying and your metaphors with how you know she deals with her family and things like that because that stuff like that's why i i went back and forth because i do really like the movie i do think it has some flaws here and there but then i kind of just forgot about those by the end of it and just let it kind of its charm kind of overwhelm me and and uh and it i think the emotional beats do really really work near the end of the movie even if they are very obvious or or um not subtle or anything like that, but no more I, I subtle think it, than
1: a Ron Howard movie. Especially yeah. even the phone scenes. We were talking about phone scenes in Hillbilly Elegy. The phone scenes in this movie work better to sort of you know have Abby to have somebody to talk to and sort of bounce off her how she's feeling in the moment. And again, with there's man, nothing subtle with that yeah. as well because you know why they're doing it. But at the same time, I think it works because both of the actors are more engaged with the material.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. So, like, even though I had, like, little nitpicks and and I mentioned those, like, I just – I do think the movie is genuinely funny, even if some of that humor does undercut the drama. Uh, The the cast is incredibly stellar. I thought everyone in the movie is – Very likable, very charming. Other than
1: Alison Brie. And, and again, I think Alison Brie by design, character-wise, the way that she's written is not supposed to be likable. But there are things about her as well that I was so, like – I was more pissed, like, I was like, thank God there's another character that's more detestable than Harper as the story right. goes along, because the Alison Bree character does things in this that are also very questionable in terms of, you know, oh God, pettyness. like
0: even at the end yeah. and like, there are certain things where you're just like, that's kind of unforgivable, Yeah, but um, like there are moments like that. And even some of the stuff Harper does, you're just like, whew, I don't like, I understand by the end of it, like why and and again there's a great moment between dan levy and and she
1: is remorseful for something that she did harper and i I don't want to reveal this but but at the same time it's like yeah there's there's just something about what she did in the past that it's like that's that's really shitty (laughs) to do Uh,
0: yeah i understand what you're talking about there but i also go back to i don't know like uh, something happening in high school and it is very shitty and um and I think they address that and with, you know, the Aubrey Plaza character. And um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm totally with you, dude, where i have just like, I would have been pissed with her just only telling me on the way there, to going. Yeah, to, exactly there. I would have been like,
1: fuck this. What are you talking about? I was like, and uh, that's I, why I... communication and relationships is so important. Like, you can't just have like you invited her to go first of all and it wasn't she says it was on a whim and it was in the moment and like you know Curse of character, Abby, is basically during the holiday seasons, always looking after other people's pets to kind of, you know, kill time and 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 get through the season. But yeah, you, you, you don't tell the person that you, you care about the most, that's your partner that, you know, on the way there, oh, by the way, I haven't told them that, you know. So you
0: have to pretend you're straight and like yeah, not tell that them might, that might.
1: And, and again, the roommate joke is something that's come up in so many movies where it's like, oh, they're my roommate, you know, like come on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there is some again. Yeah, there's some stuff there that doesn't 100% work. And even that feels like a very movie thing to do where I'm like, "Mm, would that actually happen? Like on the way there, like telling her? And again, I don't know. I'm not uh, a 100% could be that if you're if you care about someone so much and you want them to come, but you're afraid if you tell them beforehand that they would be like, Fuck no, I'm not coming, or you put them in a position where they can't really say no at that point. So I buy it. I don't know. Like, I just thought the movie was super charming. I uh, thought it was very funny. It's that one holiday movie this year that I, I keep telling everyone I'm like, oh, you got to watch Happiest Season. Like, it's, it's like the new. I don't know, Christmas movie for me this year where I'm like, it's maybe not like you're, I don't think it's a movie about Christmas, but just, I like that it takes place on Christmas. And, you know, I think it, it just reminded me of the holidays too, of going to visit family and, and, you know, bringing someone you love for the first time to meet your family. And maybe, uh, of course I don't obviously Uh, This is much different, but uh, I still connected with it on that level and just really felt for the characters. And like, I do think that it is deeper and more complex than what it's uh, probably even needed to be or what it's showing, because some of the things we brought up that we're just touching on and don't want to spoil, like, uh, I think some of these characters are complicated and have done shitty things and do shitty things in this movie. And then it kind of comes full steam in that last act and, and has a more emotional final act than I was even expecting to get out of a movie like this. And I think it, it ultimately like I understand where everyone's coming from. It's not necessarily means that you should uh, totally be forgiven or for some of the things or, or you shouldn't kind of reflect on some of that stuff. It shouldn't just be like, well, okay, you love me. But like, I think the movie does touch on that stuff. And, and even though the family stuff is, is a little, maybe not heavy handed, but obvious or something like that, that I still totally bought into it. And I just thought it was, Super super charming, so I really dug it.
1: Yeah, same. I, I I agree, and and I think that the cast really does a lot of the the heavy lifting when it comes to making the more cliched or conventional aspects of the script um, and the story work. And you you like everybody enough, and especially Stuart's character, to kind of be invested and and you know hope for the best. And and especially during the holiday season. But I also do think that it gets you know the the dynamics between family and those like competing against each other and also just the idea of like when you see people from you know the community that you <clears throat> grew up in again oh, for yeah. the holidays and that kind of like, high
0: school like going to the bar with your high school friends really and like staying out with them yeah I, and like, like that that's awkwardness the stuff really- but
1: also like you want to show like you've become successful because nobody wants to go to one of those or like go to a family christmas gathering and be like oh what are you doing well i'm unemployed and i'm
0: i'm a film critic critic." like you want (laughs) yeah you want
1: to be like the you you want to be the the best version of yourself and especially with when it comes to the politics of the film like they're presenting this guise of the perfect family you know and like they, they want to maintain that and and no matter what and and i think that's kind of interesting as well in terms of sort of thematically what this movie is is sort of revealing. But yeah, again, I think the cast is uniformly really, really good. I think that um, the story is heartfelt and sincere. Um, I just wish that some of the humor was a little less obvious and maybe just relaxed. A, a little bit, bit more, more restrained. Yeah, yeah, like I think it is funny at times. I just think it didn't need to do it to the point of like, even with like there's a scene where Stuart is accused of shoplifting. And I think it goes oh, yeah. like one step too far with like That's what
0: I'm telling you with all of the jokes. It just feels like it goes maybe there's the line you need to be like teetering on that line, and every time
1: they step, but it's over. hard like, to every- do. Comedy is yeah. th- to get that right is really, really tough to do. And overall, I think Duval, you know, does a really good job with the other aspects of the material and has made a see holiday movies. Even if they're bad, people will revisit them because they're of the season. It's like horror movies with Halloween. Like you make one of these films you know they'll they'll have a a second life every you know every 12 months right and and you know one month in in the year and you know like i I made the joke at uh, at the front like christmas with the cranks like a horrible movie but it's still kind of like it still has this weird afterlife that like it plays on tv and things like that but it's garbage it's a terrible movie where this will have an afterlife It'll, it'll continue to go on but it there's nothing to be ashamed about with this movie, like enjoying it. It's actually a solid show.
0: And then, um, how many Christmas movies, holiday movies has Mary Steenberger been in? Um, (laughs) because we got happiest season. We got four Christmases elf. Uh, talking about Vince Vaughn, uh, Christmas movies, we were talking with Nick Scarpino. Uh, he, she was an elf. Was she in any other Christmas movies? Oh yes, yes, yes,
1: movies? yes. Uh, one magic Christmas with, uh, Harry Dean Stanton.
0: <laughs> you love it. God love it. Um, I know she's done a ton of movies, but you, you I just, she's always a great mom character. And I, one I mean, of my I favorite
1: like... interviews, um, I interviewed her for book club and she was just so delightful.
0: I don't doubt that. Like, she just seems like one of the most delightful. I love her in step brothers. Um, (laughs) I
1: mean, she won an Oscar for, I think, I mean, her, one of her best performances in, um, Melvin and Howard, the Jonathan Demme movie with, uh, Paula Matt and Jason Robards.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Um, time after time,
1: another great movie. uh,
0: Agreed. Um, anyways, shout out to Mary Steenberger, um, Steenburgen. I'm just fucking around. um, but I'm gonna should, give it. She a, should
1: start a burger chain.
0: Yes, Mary's Mary's Burgers. Love it. You can take that one. Um, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I really, really liked it a lot.
1: I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five. But again, like I could see, like I could rewatch this next year and bump it up to a four. So
0: yeah, I think I it will be a movie that I think I go back to. Um, at the holidays like i think i'll add it into that rotation and it'll be one of the good ones because like i do watch like to your point eric like holiday movies i watched i looked at my letterbox today my life in film on letterbox and jingle all the way is in that most watched because well, i've watched it every every holiday for the last five years since i've been doing uh, my letterbox uh diary um and i watch jingle all the way every year i mean what other shitty christmas movies do i watch every single year i don't know but um but this will be added into the rotation of like good christmas movies yeah with die
1: hard and home alone and eyes wide shut and batman returns exactly
0: i did watch returns already i do plan on watching eyes wide shut um anyways thank you all for listening uh please check out our flagship show the untitled movie podcast our 79th draft uh should be up very very soon uh and we're back with more untitled movie conversations um so we have um
1: joy uh, yeah
0: sorry i was just um (laughs) I got a little tickle in my throat. Uh, awards radars, Joey, uh, Magison, uh, uh, talking about award season this year, Really awesome conversation with him. Um, And we also have a a chat with Kind of Funny's Nick Scarpino about holiday movies. Uh, We talk about Jingle All the Way, Vince Vaughn movies, um, a bunch of other stuff we cover, too. Geeking out about Star Wars, MCU, other things. Um, So please go check those out, uh, Untitled Movie Conversations, um, as well as uh, all of our other reviews on this channel. So, uh, Eric, what else do we got up right now? We just – Hillbilly Elegy, you guys can check out. Uh, run uh, which is another Hulu um, film that's out right now um, we got Borat Two, the kid detective let him go the kid detective lots of stuff up for you guys to listen to we make the content
1: so you'll listen to we dare you to listen to the whole 30 minutes of hillbilly elegy
0: yeah let us know if you made it all. let us know or let it snow I love it um, please go rate and review that trilogy of podcasts on your podcast service of choice. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Please follow us on all those social medias at untitled underscore cast. And as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitled movie And you can follow me on all of those social medias at Mary Steenberger. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> no, I'm ever- at, at Matt Rohrbeck letterbox, Twitter, Instagram,
1: all those places. You had your moment. Move over, Matt. Uh, I'm Eric Marchin. Uh, You can find more of my video reviews at rogerstvcom cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211.
0: I'm just saying, if Wahlburgers can be a thing, Steenburgers
1: can be a thing. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Until next time. Christmas time is here.